Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. My name is Sarah Ruth, and I'll be your reader today. Today is Friday, the 29th of December, and it is the 17th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. Our parasha, or our Torah portion, is called Vayahi, which means he lived. Today, our Torah portion is Genesis chapter 49, verses 27 through chapter 50, verse 20. Before we begin reading, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Benjamin is a ravening wolf. In the morning he devours spoils and in the evening divides plunder. These are the tribes of Israel. Twelve in all, and this is what their father spoke to them. He blessed them, each one he blessed with a suitable blessing. Then he charged them and said to them, I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, that is next to Mamre in the land of Canaan, the field that Abraham brought from Ephron the Hittite as property for burial. There they buried Abraham and his wife Sarah. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah. And there I buried Leah. The field was purchased along with the cave in it from the sons of Het. When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed, then breathed his last and was gathered to his peoples. Joseph fell upon his father's face, wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. They took 40 days for him because that is how long embalming takes, and Egypt wept seventy days. When the days of formal weeping passed, Joseph spoke to Pharaoh's house, saying, 
if I've found favor in your eyes, please say in Pharaoh's ears, My father made me take an oath, saying, Behold, I am about to die in my tomb, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. There you must bury me. So now please allow me to go up and bury my father, and then return. So Joseph went up to bury his father, also all of Pharaoh's servants, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt went up with him, along with all of Joseph's house, his brothers and his father's household. Only their children and their flocks and cattle were left in the land of Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went up with him. It was a very impressive company. When they came to the threshing floor of the bramble on the other side of the Jordan, they mourned there, a very great and solemn lamentation. He observed seven days of mourning for his father. When the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning ritual at the threshing floor of the prickly bush, they said, A solemn mourning ritual this is for the Egyptians. That is why it is named Abel Mizraim, which is on the other side of the Jordan. So Jacob's sons did for him, just as he commanded them. His sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, the field that Abraham bought as a property for burial from Ephron the Hittite next to Mamre. After burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers, and all those who went up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father had died, they said, Maybe Joseph will be hostile towards us and pay us back in full for all the evil we showed him. So they charged Joseph, saying, Before his death, your father gave a command, saying, Thus you must say to Joseph, Please forgive, I beg you, the transgression of your brothers and their sin, because they treated you wrongly. Therefore, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Then Joseph wept when they spoke to him, and his brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid, for am I in the place of God? Yes, you yourselves planned evil against me. God planned it for good, in order to bring about what it is this day, to preserve the lives of many people. And that finishes our Torah portion today. Next, we're reading from the prophets in 2 Samuel chapters 4 and 5. Now when Saul's son heard that Abner had died in Hebron, his courage sank, and all the Israelites were disturbed. Saul's son had two men who were commanders of raiding bands. The name of one was Banna, and the name of the other was Rehab, sons of Rimmon and Berathite, of the sons of Benjamin. For Beeroth is also considered part of Benjamin, though the Berathites had fled to Gitaim, 
and live there as outsiders to this day. Saul's son Jonathan had a son whose legs were crippled. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse picked him up and fled. It came about as she was hurrying to flee that he fell and was crippled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now the sons of Rimmon, the Berethite, Rahab and Bena, set out and came to the house of Ishbothcheth at the heat of the day, as he was taking his midday nap. When they came within the house, as though to get wheat, they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rahab and his brother Bena escaped. When they had gotten within the house, he was lying on his bed in his bedroom. They stabbed him and killed him, then beheaded him and took his head and traveled by the way of the Arabah all night. Then they brought the head of Ish-bosheth to David in Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of Saul's son, Ish-bosheth, your enemy, who sought your life. Today the Lord has avenged my lord, the king of Saul and his offspring. Then David answered Rahab and his brother Bena, sons of Rimmon, the Berethite, saying to them, As the Lord lives, who redeemed my soul out of all distress, when someone informed me, saying, Look, Saul is dead, thinking he was a bearer of good news, I seized him and killed him in Ziklag, instead of rewarding him for his news. How much more, when wicked men have killed a righteous person in his own house and on his bed, should I not now require his blood from your hands and rid you of the earth? Then David commanded the young men, and they slew them, cut off their hands and their legs, and hung them up beside the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the grave of Abner in Hebron. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and spoke, saying, here we are, your own flesh and blood. Even before when Saul was king over us, it was you who led Israel out and back. Also the Lord said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David cut a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. Then they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. Now the king and his soldiers marched to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the region. But they said to David, You'll never get in here. Even the blind and the lame could ward you off, thinking, David can't get in here. Nevertheless, David did capture the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. On that day, David said, Whoever would conquer the Jebusites must strike through the water shaft 
to those lame and blind, whom David's soul despises. That is why they used to say the blind or lame couldn't get into the house. So David occupied the stronghold and renamed it the city of David. Then David fortified it all around from the millow inward. David continued to grow stronger for the Lord Zavaot was with him. Then King Hiram of Tyre sent envoys to David with cedar logs, carpenters, and masons, and they built a palace for David. David then realized that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. Then David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem after he came from Hebron, and more sons and daughters were born to David. Now these are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem, Shemua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishema, Eliada, and Eliphethlet. Now when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines marched up, searching for David. When David heard about it, he went down to the stronghold. The Philistines came and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. Then David inquired of the Lord, saying, Should I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them over into my hand? The Lord answered David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines over into your hand. So David came to Baal-perazim, and David struck them down there. So he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like the breakthrough of waters. That is why he named that place Baal-perazim. They abandoned their idols there, so David and his men removed them. But the Philistines marched up and spread out in the valley of Rephaim again. When David inquired of the Lord, he said, Do not go up. Instead, circle around behind them and attack them in front of the balsam trees. Now it will be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then you must act, for the Lord will have gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. David did just as the Lord had commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. And that concludes our readings in the prophets today. Next, we're going to read from the writings in Psalm 73. A Psalm of Asaph. Surely God is good to Israel, to the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My steps nearly slid out from under me, for I envied the arrogant. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no pains at their death, their body is healthy. They have none of humanity's trouble, nor are they plagued like others. Therefore, they put on pride as a necklace, and violence wraps around them like a garment. Their eyes bulge out from fatness. The imaginations of their hearts run wild. They scoff and wickedly plan evil. 
from on high, they threaten. They set their mouths against heaven. Their tongue struts through the earth. Therefore his people return there while they drink their fill. So they say, how does God know? And does Elion have knowledge? Behold, such are the wicked, always at ease and amassing wealth. Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. For all day I have been stricken. My chastisement comes every morning. If I had said I will speak thus, surely I would have betrayed a generation of your children. But when I tried to make sense of this, it was troubling in my eyes, until I entered the sanctuary of God and perceived their end. Surely you put them in slippery places, you hurled them down to destruction. How suddenly they became a rune, terminated, consumed by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, thus when you arise, my Lord, you will despise their form. When my heart was embittered, and I was pierced in my heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you, yet I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? On earth there is none I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those far from you will perish you put an end to all who, like a harlot, are unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made my Lord, the Lord, my refuge. So I will tell of all your works. And that finishes our readings in the writings today. Lastly, we're going to read from the apostolic writings. Today's reading is in Luke chapter 4. Verses 22 through 44. All were speaking well of him and marveling at the gracious words coming out of his mouth. And they were saying, isn't this the son of Joseph? But he said to them, doubtless you will say to me this proverb, doctor, heal yourself. And what we have heard was done at Capernaum. Do as much here also in your hometown. But he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. But with all truthfulness, I say to you that there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when heaven was closed for three and a half years, and there came a great famine over all the land. Elijah was not sent to any of them, but only to Zarephath, in the land of Sidon, to a widowed woman. There were many with Zararat in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them were purified, apart from Naaman the Syrian. Now all in the synagogue were filled with rage upon hearing these things. Rising up, they drove him out of the town and brought him as far as the edge of the mountain on which their city had been built in order to throw him off the cliff. 
but passing through the middle of them, he went on his way. Yeshua came down to Capernaum, a town in the Galilee. He was teaching them on Shabbat, and they were astounded at his teaching because his message had authority. In the synagogue was a man who had an unclean demonic spirit, and he cried out with a loud voice, Ah, what have we to do with you, Yeshua of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Yeshua rebuked him, saying, Quiet! Come out of him! And when the demon threw him down in their midst, it came out without hurting him. They were all amazed, and they spoke to one another, saying, What is this message? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. So his reputation grew, spreading to every place in that region. After he left the synagogue, Yeshua entered Simon's home. Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they petitioned him concerning her. Then standing over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. Immediately she arose to wait on them. When the sun was setting, they brought to Yeshua all who were sick with various diseases. He was laying hands on each one and healing them. Even demons were coming out from many, shouting out and saying, You are Ben Elohim! But he was rebuking them and not permitting them to speak, because they knew him to be the Messiah. Now, when it was day, he left and went to a desert place. The crowds were searching for him, and they came to him and were trying to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also. It was for this purpose I was sent. So he kept preaching in the synagogues of Judea. And that, my friends, finishes our readings for today. If you are reading through the apostolic writings twice in this reading cycle, you'll also read Galatians 1 today. As always, it's such a joy to be reading to you from the Appalachian Mountains of Georgia in the USA. I'm Sarah Ruth, and this is Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom. Until next time.